Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to Peeling Back the Fourth Wall. So Aurora and I are here um, talking about a couple things, a couple updates real quick before we get into today's episode where we talk about the MonsterVerse, okay? Um, first, uh, you know, we're going to talk about Disney. There's been some uh, recent things going on with Disney. Um, I, I think one thing just to note, you guys, you guys all probably know pretty much every... Uh, every movie, every Disney thing that's in the works right now is getting pushed back. Um, they're they're pushing back a lot of different things that they're working on when it comes to movies and things like that. Um, but we're excited. A lot of Di- Star Wars stuff coming out um, on Disney Plus and, and things like that. There's so many great holiday movies right now on Disney Plus as well. Um, and we'll do a list as we get a little bit closer to like Christmas time as far as, you know, <clears throat> a list of like Christmas movies, things like that to check out. Might do it after this Thanksgiving uh, week, which we want to wish you guys a wonderful Thanksgiving. I uh, hope you guys have a great time with family, able to relax, recharge, eat up, and uh, yeah, get back to it uh, before we get to Christmas. Um, Aurora loves Thanksgiving. Uh, she she enjoys it quite a bit. She likes to get stuffed with food, and uh, Aurora calls this uh, uh, face stuffing season. Um, so food stuffing season you know, food in your face season, whatever you want to call it. She, she enjoys, uh, that. And she comes up with all little quirky names like that, like, you know, food stuffing season, um, for people. So, um, as we said, we're gonna talk about Disney real quick here. Um, one thing, if you've seen the recent news, um, first thing that happened was Disney came out and uh, a spokesperson commented, uh, talking about some of the, the recent, uh, price increases uh, with Disney theme parks, things like that. And people asked, you know, do you see uh, price increases continuing to happen? Uh, the spokesperson came out and said, uh, no, uh, we do not anticipate continuing to raise prices. Uh, we're working on other financial uh, financial uh, increases for the company as far as maybe cutting costs and things in different areas, uh, such as, you know, portion control with meals where, you know, we're, we don't want to continue serving like an overabundance of food for the value that we're, we're charging. Uh, so, you know, we'll probably have some better portion control, uh, take some uh, food off of the plates. And um, essentially, she, you know, she said that, you know, that's probably going to be a good thing for uh, some of our guest waistlines. And that comment, it's a huge comment, guys. It, it's huge. It's very upsetting to hear a Disney spokesperson say something like that. Uh, you know, Disney's been on a pedestal for so many years and uh, hasn't done so much wrong uh, like they are right now. They're doing so much wrong right now in the media and things like that with Bob Chapek and some of the things going on. But uh, their PR team and their spokespeople are have definitely not been used to having to actually handle controversy and handle um, hard questions and bad PR because their PR people are not handling things well in any way, shape, or form. Like, they, they need some better leadership there in the PR department. But um, essentially, you know, that that's what was said. Essentially, they, they called, you know, for lack of better terms, you know, they, they essentially called people uh, fat. Their, their guests uh, needing to lower their waistlines. I mean, that's not okay. Uh, they, they, no one has the right to say that about their guests, their consumers. Uh, personally, that's that's horrible to say, especially after a year of COVID and a lot of situations with people having, you know, uh, mental challenges and things like that. This is something that people don't want to hear. Disney is a place people go to escape. It's a place people go to forget about the real world. And now you have somebody who is a spokesperson who people will follow 
you know, huge Disney fans, big advocate fans, their biggest fans, their biggest investors, biggest supporters will follow this and understand this and hear this. And those people are hearing you need to lose some, um, you know, you need to lose a little bit of space on your waistline there. That's not okay. Um, Now these people are going to be in the parks and they might have a second thought. They might think about what they're eating and things like that in the parks. And that's not good. These people, like I use it, my wife uses it, everybody uses it to escape. People use Disney to escape from their life, their stresses of their life and things like that. And for people that have eating challenges, eating disorders, things like that, they can't escape this now because if they hear that comment, they will think about it in the parks. And and maybe it's just because some of these people at Disney haven't don't have eating disorders and they don't understand what it does. But I've known multiple people with eating disorders and it is a tremendous undertaking of their life. It consumes their life. It's something they think about constantly 24-7. And if they have a chance to escape from it, you need to preserve that. Um, and now, if they hear something like this, they cannot escape it. And Disney will not be that safe haven anymore for them. And I know people are going to sit there and say, oh, well, you know, you're blowing this out of proportion. It's not a big deal. I'm not. I'm not. Ask people who have eating disorders. Ask people the challenge that they face every day with this. This will be a huge impact to them if they hear something like this. Eating disorders, like Disney needs to understand what they're facing here. Eating disorders in the U.S. has has doubled since the 1960s, okay? Out of 8 million Americans with eating disorders, 90% of them are women. Eating disorders remain on the rise amongst children under the age of 12. It's getting to be worse and worse for young kids, okay? Concerns about fatness have, you know, appeared in girls and, you know, young people as young as three years old. And and Disney needs to be aware of their effect on this, okay? There's a whole website that's like Disney Princess Disorder or whatever, and it talks about some of these things. And Disney princesses are, just like Barbie, they're disproportionate. They, they are shown to look a certain way. They have to look a certain way to be pretty, to be a princess, to be considered a princess. And they really show that you, your values in your body image, because when's the last time we've seen Disney princess or a star leading Disney character. That's a female who isn't looking anorexically thin. It's not good. And Disney has had a huge influence on this impact of eating disorders. I I believe they've had a huge impact in causing eating disorders to be larger in the country because of this influence. It's, It's subtle, but it's something that's in the back of people's minds that does affect them. And this comment, to me, is a huge smack in the face. And it needs to get looked at more than what it is. It's kind of been shoot under the rug now and not being talked about as much anymore because there's other things at Disney that's going on that people are talking about. But this comment... With Disney having such an influence, and I think such a big influence, on their princesses helping to create eating disorders within children, this comment is is massive, okay? And I'm a huge Disney fan, I love Disney, but this is something that they need to address, and they, they need to try and, and address this and help to fix what they, what they said there, because it's not good. Um... Second, Bob Chapek was removed subtly from D twenty three event. D twenty three is one of the massive, uh, you know, news events that happens. Uh, you know, the D events they happen uh, once a year. Um, you know, talking about the future and things like that. Uh, it's a massive paid event that some of the largest Disney supporters will pay to go to. Um, Disney removed jo- Bob Chapek from the event and didn't tell anyone. Uh, people just noticed that he was removed from you know, the itinerary. Um, 
So these passionate fans who, you know, were paying to go to this, were going to miss out on the biggest spokesperson that would be there, which is the CEO of the company. Um, and honestly, let's just get this straight, guys. This is not because he had, like Disney came out and said, oh, well, he has something else in L.A. on that day. He can't make it. Guys, he's got a private jet, probably multiple private jets. OK, there's no reason he can't make it there on time. There's, there's no reason he can't make it from L.A. to Florida. There's plenty of people who have done that before, big, iconic people that have been at different events they need to be at. So this is absurd that they're saying that that's the, the situation because these are your highest paying, biggest supporting people. He needs to be there. The real reason this is happening, and Disney won't say this, is because they don't want him to be booed off the stage. And that's exactly what would happen. Bob Chapek is not liked by anyone except for investors of the company, uh, board members, uh, and himself, probably. Uh, outside of that, people do not like Bob Chapek. They don't like that he's in the position he's in. They do not like what he's doing to the company right now. And um, it, it's very upsetting uh, to have him be in the, the place that he is right now at Disney. Um, Disney needs to stop lying and just be straight up. They need to be straight up. They it, it paints the picture that you think that your guests, your consumers, the people out there who are Disney fans are idiots. They're not. They're not a bunch of st stupid people that sit there and watch cartoons all day. They're highly educated individuals. And they they can look through the bullcrap. They can look through the BS and understand this is not a scheduling issue. This is you being afraid of him being booed off stage. So why don't you stop lying? Why don't you come out and say you know, at this time, we don't feel that his presence in a public medium uh, would be the most beneficial for the company right now. Just say that. Who cares? At least you're being honest instead of trying to to lie and insult the the people who are your biggest supporters by making it make, like actually showing to them that you think they're stupid enough to believe this. Disney has the ability to shut up news better than any sports team on ESPN. I mean, they own ABC. They own ESPN. Like They have a situation where they can shut up the news and media real quick. So when something comes out about talking about their people's waistline, when things come out about Bob Chapek and, and these types of things happen, it, it shuts up real quick. And it doesn't get onto national news and national media because they own a couple of the largest media outlets. And so they shut it up real quick. So that's something to pay attention to in the future is, you know, Disney can shut those things up and keep it from happening. Doesn't mean things aren't going wrong internally. Just means, you know, they're just not letting it get out there. Okay. Uh, but anyway, you know, we're huge supporters of Disney. We love the brand. We love what Disney does. Um, but yeah, definitely some steps in the wrong direction in our opinion right now. And hopefully some of these things change. Uh, things get better uh, moving forward. I think that would be great uh, for the brand for the company uh but right now i think for the future long term they're not making the right decisions for the long-term future they're making decisions for stakeholders and shareholders right now with the company which is bob chapek's wallet right now so of course he's going to try and make as much money as he can but you know that's the thing you can't look at the short-term view you gotta look at the long term so whatever anyway we will mention before we jump in the monster Mercer, aurora and i are official travel agents we specialize in disney universal royal caribbean carnival cruise line sandals resorts and much more so if you guys want to reach out take a trip feel free to reach out to us would love to uh, book your next set of memories it's never too early to book your next set of memories um 
with us. Now, um, we will jump into the MonsterVerse. Guys, we love the MonsterVerse. Aurora is a huge fan of the MonsterVerse. Um, Godzilla, King Kong, Rodan, Mothra, all of them. It's amazing. Epic universe. We love it so much. Uh, Legendary has been doing these films. Godzilla, uh, you know, Kong in partnership with Universal. Um, just absolutely amazing films. And Legendary hasn't announced anything uh, right now for a sequel. They haven't announced anything. They have not discussed anything. And it is a situation where, you know, at some point you're going to you're going to set up your your sequels to fail. Because the biggest thing that kills sequels is time. Okay? And the reason that we say that is because if you look, like look at some of the other, you know, film series. Sorry, Aurora's trying to get comfortable here, um, making me move around. But if you look at some of the other film series, you know, it it's painstakingly obvious. I mean, first, Alice in Wonderland, take a look at that. It was a long time before the sequel came out, um, and the sequel bombed. And had nothing else really changed, except they just hadn't had a movie in a long time. But if you look at some of the other film series, okay, we got to look at series here to get a better comparison. Look at Pirates of the Caribbean, okay? The movies, here's here's what happened. Curse of the Black Pearl came out in 2003, okay? Had American, you know, worldwide gross of $654 million, okay, in box office gross. Dead Man's Chest came out six years later with one mil, one billion, sixty-six million dollars of profit of of gross box office revenue. At World's End came out in two thousand seven. One year later, nine hundred sixty-three million dollars for that. On Strange Tides came out four years later, okay, with a profit of one million forty. One billion forty-five million seven hundred thirteen worldwide box office revenue. Okay. Uh, gross gross revenue. Dead Men Tell No Tales came out six years after that, the longest of the franchise. Okay, longest of the franchise since one movie to the next, and it took a huge hit. It was, it went from one million over a million over one billion dollars worldwide to 794 million okay that's a big drop-off and the reason for that drop-off is because it started to become like it started to become something where it wasn't current it wasn't current anymore people were not following anymore uh the pirates of caribbean franchise and so that in itself took away from this series and 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 that really started to kill the franchise okay um they didn't do any more films they were working on maybe doing another one but then everything happened with johnny depp and whatever right but that is the thing when you look at this okay look at that franchise and what really killed it what really had the revenue drop tremendously okay and that's dead men tell no tales because it was six years later okay six years later now when you look at it you know, yes, you can get four years and still be okay and things like that if you built up a good franchise. Here's the thing. 
the Godzilla and the Kong franchise and all that stuff, right now, it's not at the level of Pirates of the Caribbean, okay? It's it's not quite at that level, all right? It, it has the opportunity to get there, but it's not there yet, okay? Look at Jurassic Park, which is by far greater than Jurassic Park, or, or by far greater than the Godzilla Kong franchise right now, the MonsterVerse franchise. Jurassic Park is like... 1993, it comes out, over a billion dollars, gross box office revenue. Um, four years later, the sequel came out, 618 million, okay? And that's four years later, okay? It took a big hit. Wasn't that good, all right? Then, four years after that, another four years, okay? It became 368 million dollars that's a huge huge decline okay what revitalized it what revitalized this franchise 14 years later basically a reboot because you have all new cast of characters all new cast all new story that is what created it to go back up over a billion dollars okay then the sequel came out three years later and it was over a billion dollars again. All right. So it did very, very well because they've done it in a timely manner. Yes, they took a big extended period off, but that's because they needed to reset. They needed to reset everything. This MonsterVerse franchise has been created so well. Okay. And so our question is, is Godzilla and Kong in trouble? Time kills sequels more than anything, especially for film series. The MonsterVerse has done better than the DCU with more patience to build their verse, okay? The the DCU, which is the Detective Comics universe, Batman, Superman, that, you know, those films, they rushed to throw together this team. They rushed to throw together all these characters into this, you know, universe to catch up to the MCU. And it was done poorly. Okay? It was done very poorly. The MonsterVerse has done better with that. They introduced Kong in a solo film. They introduced Godzilla in two solo films and done a great job of building this franchise slowly, just patiently, okay? But if they don't announce something soon, DC, the DCU, which is, you know, Batman and Superman, all that, it's still alive right now because they keep pumping out content. They keep creating new content. They have new announcements, new movies coming. There needs to be a quarter one announcement in 2022 of what this franchise is going to do, or it could really hurt them. It could really, really hurt them. Okay? The Lord of the Rings, okay? Just to give you an example. And again, this is another reset. All right? The Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, and Return of the King all came out one year after each other, which is fantastic that's what fans want guys we want a new year a new film that would be amazing okay but a lot of these series don't don't accomplish that right but the first one 897 million dollars second one 947 and the last one over a billion it just increased every year and again that's because it's all stays relevant it stays relevant every single year and that helped it grow okay then from 2003 to 2012, nine years apart, there was nothing. They came out with a an entire reset, a completely different story arc, same characters, 
it, to an extent, but different story arc, and it was over a, bi a million a billion dollars, okay? Then it dropped a little to 959, then it went up to 962. So all very successful franchises after that, and they came out three, one year apart from each other. Again, that's how you sustain success, is continuing to pump out those films. The longer you go without a franchise, without a film in the franchise, the more you are likely to hurt what you're doing. Pandora is risking it right now. Okay, they had the first franchise, they didn't do a sequel, they had the first film, didn't do a sequel, and now they're starting to come out with another, and we'll see what happens. Honestly, it's not going to bring in the gross revenue that it did before, because it's not as relevant anymore. Yes, the Disney parks have kept it alive to an extent with, you know, having Pan, you know, having the Pandora area, the Avatar area, okay? So, not Pandora, but Avatar. Avatar is risking, you know their ability to do a great sequel because of the time they've done in between the films okay alice in wonderland failed because too much time in between sequels um a bunch of these other films have failed because there's too much time in between sequels you know pirates died because of that you have to keep fresh you have to make new announcements you have to have your fans knowing what's coming next and when it's coming next because as soon as people are not following you anymore as soon as they stop looking because they think there's nothing else coming You've lost them, and you may get them back, but you have to pump in a lot of advertising dollars to make sure you do get them back because they won't keep relevant to your news, to what's going on. So, the MonsterVerse, done very well. Amazing. Done such a better job than the DCU when it comes to building out a universe of film franchise, you know, of a film series, and bringing iconic characters together in a series. But... If they don't hurry up and make an announcement soon of something next to come, it, we could be in trouble. We could be in trouble here. And Legendary needs to get this out. It needs to get an announcement done. And we all want to know when is the next Godzilla movie or the next Kong movie. When is the next one coming out? Because this is a great series that started. And we don't want to see it die off. Okay, so that is the reason that we wanted to mention this to you guys. We want to talk about the MonsterVerse. Obviously, it's a great series so far. Want to see this film series continue. And if they don't do something soon, we are concerned it will die out. Uh, and these great films that have been produced, um, you know, won't, won't continue. And so it's, it's definitely upsetting, definitely worrisome for us here. Uh, but hopefully they do announce something soon. And... Yeah, with that being said, if you have not seen the MonsterVerse movies, if you've not seen Godzilla, Godzilla King of the Monsters, uh, Kong Skull Island, or um, Godzilla vs. Kong, please watch those films. They're all fantastic films, and uh, I think they, they could continue doing well if they get something out there soon um, to make these characters continue to be iconic uh, in the franchises, uh, in the franchise they built. So thank you guys so much for listening. I uh, really appreciate it. We'll go ahead and wrap things up again. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. Hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. And uh, if you are planning on taking a trip, if you're planning on thanking someone uh, around this holiday season or giving to someone, which is Thanksgiving, um, think about giving a vacation. Think about giving a trip. Maybe it's to your family or uh, grandkids or you know your kids. 
if you are planning on doing something like that, you want to take a trip anytime soon, reach out to us here, share the magic vacation. Uh, we'll have our email and things like that below. Aurora and I will work to craft a great set of memories for your family uh, for their next trip. And like I said, we specialize in Disney, Universal, Royal Caribbean, Carnival Cruise Line, Sandals Resorts, and much more. I uh, would love to help you guys out with the logistics, and it is completely free. Uh, basically, we get commission from whoever it is that you're taking the trip with after the fact. So you pay the same amount you would as if you're booking it yourself, but we take care of all the stress, and then the company, you are buying the uh, vacation through, whether it's Disney, Royal Caribbean, whatever it is, they pay us a portion of your vacation uh, that you would have been charged anyway to book through them. So thank you guys so much. Really appreciate it. Like, share, subscribe to the content, and we'll talk to you guys again next week. Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>